Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP shuts down his narcissistic mother. Our next Reddit post is from Phoenix. So just some backstory here. My parents got divorced when I was in kindergarten, so I was about six years old. My mom got full custody of us and she suffered from mental illness. I believe that she has a borderline personality disorder, and she was also a typical narcissistic parent. Anyway, ever since the divorce, she would always tell us how it wasn't her fault that we didn't have enough money for things, and she would blame my dad. For example, if there was nothing to eat for breakfast and we complained, like small kids do when they're hungry, she would snap, It's your father's fault, so go cry to him. I just learned to never complain and to do without, and I spent my entire childhood taking care of her. My sister and I were trained from when I was about 8 years old to come right home from school, do our homework, and then clean the house and take care of ourselves. Don't ask mom to make dinner, make it yourself, and we had to do all the chores so mom didn't have to do anything. It sounds bizarre, but we thought that this was normal. Also, on a daily basis, she would hit us and tell us that we're worthless. Things got worse my senior year of high school. My grandma died a few months before that summer, and my mom quit her job and blew through all the money that my grandma left her before the summer was over. So in just one summer, back in the year 2000, she blew through $75,000. She refused to get another job and kept coming up with excuses not to work. I need a break. Get off my back. I hurt my leg, etc. Meanwhile, she would go out drinking with her friend, acting like a carefree teenager. So, I spent my senior year of high school working hard at school, also working at my part-time job after school, and pretty much taking care of an overgrown child who refused to work or help out. Anytime that a utility was shut off or there was no food in the house, she would just gripe, You have a job, why can't you pay for it? If I brought up the fact that my dad sent her child support, she would complain that she had to pay for my sister's tuition, which I later learned was BS. She would flaunt the child support check and laugh and refer to it as mommy's paycheck. Flash forward to when I was about to go to college and my mom kept bellyaching about the cost of college and of course she had saved zero dollars from my college fund. I couldn't afford a private university so I decided to go to a reasonably priced and still highly regarded state university. During my freshman year I was pretty much able to swing the cost of tuition and room and board thanks to a couple of grants. However, I was almost disqualified for financial aid for my second year of college. Why? Because my W-2s were mailed to my home address and my mom, being the caring and supportive mother that she was, shredded them and threw them in the trash. I only found out because my sister was home one weekend and saw her do it. My mom denied it and when I came home for spring break and pressed her for it, she lied and said that her friend had them. My sister called my mom out on this bluff by calling that friend who didn't have my tax information. The friend, who worked as a CPA, was very concerned, and she told me and my sister to request duplicate W-2s and have them sent to her place because she would do them for us. My mom was pissed that we checked with her friend and called her out on her bluff. But true to her word, my mom's friend did my taxes for me. At this point, I learned that my mom hadn't been helping out my sister at all with tuition, like she claimed. Also, my sister mentioned this to my dad, who called her out and demanded to know where the child support was going to. My mom insisted that he wasn't paying her enough money, and that's why she couldn't help us out. During my second year of college, my W-2s were once again sent home, and my mom once again accidentally threw them in the trash. 
I had to request duplicate W-2s from my summer job. Not once, but twice, because she kept throwing them in the trash. I filed my tax return late last year, and as a result, my student aid was also filed late. So I wasn't able to get the full amount of aid that I was due. And still, any time that I complained to her about having no food or no money in the house, it was always, complain to your father. Well, the summer before my third year, I was burned out on my mom's BS. I was working full-time for the summer and saving as much as I could. But she was refusing to help me out at all while I was home, with food or with anything. She was pissed that, instead of paying for the house's phone bill, I had the audacity to spend my hard-earned money on a cell phone and pay that bill myself. She told everyone that I should just drop out because I wasn't applying myself hard enough. Meanwhile, I was in the honors program. And she would play the martyr with all of her friends, saying, It's so hard when you have kids in college and they eat you out of house and home and still come to you for money. At the end of summer, I had saved up thousands of dollars, but the school wouldn't let me move into the dorm unless I paid 50% up front, which was about 10k. I didn't know what to do, because all summer the university had told me that I was all set. And then, the day that I went to move in, they told me that I couldn't move into the dorm. I called my dad in a panic, and he spoke to someone who agreed to give me 24 hours. I moved in, and the next day my dad showed up first thing with a coffee and a donut for me and told me not to worry. He told me he was going to fix this once and for all. We went from office to office on campus and he co-signed a loan, which he later paid off for me. And then he paid the balance on my tuition that the loan didn't cover. He then took me out to lunch and told me the truth. My mom never helped my sister with her tuition. My sister later confirmed this, but I wasn't surprised that my mom had lied. My dad had co-signed the loan to help my sister out, which he later paid off for, and my sister was able to get a scholarship and do co-op to pay for her last two years. He also advised me that my mom was not as poor as she seemed to be. As part of the divorce settlement, he had to pay the mortgage and property taxes on our house. And even though my sister was living on her own, my dad was paying my mom the same amount of child support, which was about $2,000 a month. This was despite the fact that I was living on campus for 75% of the year, and my mom wasn't giving me a dime. I was hurt to think that my mom was just living off of my child support and constantly making me feel guilty for wanting anything, or for not being able to cater to her every whim. For example, during the school year when I wasn't living at home, she would get pissed that I wouldn't come home on the weekends to clean the house for her. I thought about how bad she made me feel growing up and made me feel worthless. When, in fact, had it not been for me or my sister, she wouldn't have had a roof over her head after the divorce. My dad asked me to grant him access to my account so he could prove that my mom wasn't paying for my college and that I was. He asked me how I would feel if he took care of paying for college instead of paying my mom child support. Sounded good to me. He even told me that I could spend summer breaks at his house instead of my mom's. I called my mom and told her what my dad did, and she had no remorse. She told me it was my fault for not planning my finances better and for pissing away my money all summer. I just played dumb and said that she was right, but pointed out that I had done what she told me to by complaining to my dad. A month later, my mom called me up pissed. My mom had spoken with the courts and there was going to be a hearing in their divorce case. My dad had proven that my mom hadn't been paying for mine or my sister's tuition for college. And apparently, that was the exact reason why my dad was still being obligated to pay her child support. My dad told the judge that he would gladly pay for me to finish college, but he wasn't going to pay my mom any more child support or pay the mortgage on their house. 
If my mom didn't want to take over the mortgage, they could sell the house and I could live with him over my breaks. My mom was freaking out over this and calling me selfish. I just reminded her that my tuition must cost a lot more than what she got in child support. She just kept laying guilt trips on me about how selfish I was because she didn't get to go to college right after high school. And how she never got to have four carefree years of college. I pointed out to her that she hadn't worked since my grandma died about three years ago. And I was working and going to school at the time, so she was the one living a carefree life. She pretty much ripped me a new one at that point. She tried to get back at my dad by not paying utilities on the house to make it seem like she needed the money. She then told me the electric and water were shut off, so if I wanted to come home for winter break, I needed to help her out. Meanwhile, she had moved in with her boyfriend at his condo. I told her that I would miss her, but I would just spend the break at my dad's house. She was pissed, and she cried about how selfish I was for not wanting to come home for Christmas. Side note, last Christmas, she didn't get me a present, and instead, she threw away a bunch of my stuff. Why? Because my mom was pissed off at me that I didn't want to come home one weekend to help her clean. Because to get home, I had to take two buses, two trains, spend 20 bucks one way, and then wait for her to hopefully remember to pick me up at the train station, which was another 20 minute drive. So she responded by putting a bunch of my stuff in boxes and throwing them in the front lawn. By the next time I got home, most of my things were destroyed by being left out in the rain. Anyways, my dad called my mom and reminded her that the child support hadn't stopped yet and they were going to list the house in a few months, so what was this nonsense about the utilities being shut off? She was pissed, but magically she came up with the money to turn the utilities back on. That spring, my dad officially took over paying for my college tuition and he even made sure that I got my full financial aid by handling my W-2s. My mom lost her child support, and the judge told her that she had better cooperate with the sale of the house and keep up the utility bills. Her boyfriend moved in with her until the house sold, and after that, she moved to another time zone. The real kicker? It was cheaper for my dad to pay college costs than to pay her child support. To summarize, my mom abused and exploited me, and I got my revenge by causing her to lose her child support and free rent. By doing what she told me to do for years, complained to my father. No regrets. OP, I'm really glad that you got your revenge, but jeez, can we get an F down in the comments for this poor father? First, he had both of his kids ripped away from him and had zero custody. Then, he had to spend $2,000 in child support a month to his ex-wife. And none of that money went to his kids. So, I just looked it up, and the average monthly mortgage payment in the United States is $1,029. Let's combine that with the $2,000 in monthly child support, plus, I don't know, let's just say $250 for taxes. That comes out to $3,300 a month that this guy was paying to supplement his ex-wife's lifestyle. And let me see here, OP was 6 when they got divorced, and he said he had 2 years of college, so we have to assume, let's say, age 20. $3,300 times 12 months times 16 years. E oh my god equals $633,600. That's how much money this guy paid so that this woman could not work, could not watch her kids, and so that he could never see his children. This guy spent two-thirds of a million dollars on this woman's narcissism. Oh my god, this is so depressing. Man, I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I've read a lot of stories about a lot of awful, just terrible parents for this channel, for this podcast. 
you know, you read the stories and you're like, wow, these people suck. I, this, this is a really terrible mother. This is an entitled mother. This person's a narcissist. They have no business having kids. But, you know, as some of you know, I'm a new father now. Um, my wife and I just had a baby um, really recently, like a month ago. And oh my God, reading these stories now, it hits me in a way that they've never hit me before. I can't even, I can't even imagine having to look at my daughter in the eyes. And my daughter's like, Daddy, we don't have any food in the house. Can, can you buy us food? We're hungry. And then being like, no, I'm going to spend this money on other stuff. I can't even, I can't even imagine. Our next Reddit post is from Pristine Accident. I used to work for a married couple, Billy, a 52-year-old guy, and Gigi, a 44-year-old woman. They owned a business services slash public relations agency. It lasted more or less for a year. They seemed nice and humble, but in reality, they were shady and untruthful. The company began to falter because of poor management and zero intention to prioritize. Billy was your baby-faced next-door neighbor type. He looked about 10 years younger than he really was and had a kind smile. He was soft-spoken, and he had an artistic and creative flair. Gigi looked matronly, with a Mother Earth incarnate attitude towards her children. She prided herself on being ruthless when it came to giving her family only the best. She could be really nice when she wanted to, but I found out early on that she would 100% gossip behind your back and be two-faced. The company's constant changes were a red flag. They went from a PR agency to an IT provider to a business incubator to indie beer partners. What I'm trying to say is that they wanted to dip their donut in everyone's coffee, figuratively speaking. Some of their employees had no real way to escape. The lady working next to me was already 67 years old and scared that no one would hire her. I wasn't in a great place either. We were eight employees in total. They wouldn't lay anyone off because they believed that the employee should quit. They paid us only a portion of our salaries. Most employees would just run for the hills once they found a better job, but some of us were stuck. It was horrible. They would pay us our full salaries for one month and then go back to the reduced rate the next month. They would never cut down on their luxury expenses. So the wife would post her shopping sprees online or arrive in a new car like it was nothing. Zero empathy. Very insensitive. The husband was obsessed with making it big time. So much so that he sometimes failed to see an opportunity that was right in front of him. He claimed that he was Coca-Cola's brand manager. I swear I looked it up, but I couldn't find any information about that. They only wanted to work with big businesses, but in the meantime, they looked down upon tangible potential clients. For example, they turned down this young Latino couple who showed up trying to learn more about their services. They were looking for someone to help them set up a small coffee business, and they had no idea how it was done. I talked to them and showed them to the waiting room. They even showed up with their baby in a stroller. That means that they must have just driven by and decided to come in. And impulsive clients are great clients because they're money spenders. Once Billy showed up, he listened for a bit, then kind of gave them an abrupt dismissal. This was a dick move because the couple opened their own business with someone else, and they even had a Facebook page. Billy could have easily taken them on as new clients. Billy lined his office walls with posters of Steve Jobs and Elon Musk. Every time an employee disagreed with Billy during a brainstorming session, Gigi would call them aside and tell them, Billy is your boss. You need to know that he's brilliant and a genius. I want him to have that taste of success. I also hated brainstorming because those meetings were never in my job description. 
They just wanted to pick everyone's brains on pointless things. We had to look at their Pandora jewelry, the expensive makeovers for their daughter, and the weekends at the spa updates on Facebook. Gigi's captions were usually about rewarding herself after a hard week because I deserve it. Oh, and also, they bought into that whole social guru thing. So if an employee ever got angry, Gigi would tell you, Remember, the one who gets angry is the one who ends up losing. For anyone who's been in this situation, you can understand how painful it can be. You can't leave the job because you have no other job waiting for you. And as pathetic as it may sound, some income is better than no income. This is an involuntary compromise and it's abusive. Why were we expected to pay for their luxuries via incomplete wages? My best friend's ex was into coding and programming and he agreed to help me. If it didn't work out, at least we would have something to laugh about. We created a website for a fake company with a matching LinkedIn, the whole nine yards. To make a long story short, my friend and I invented a fake investment company. Posing as this company, my friend started liking my employer's Facebook page. Then he commented on the page. Before we knew it, my boss took the bait. They exchanged emails and Billy was eager to share all of his project ideas. Meanwhile, my friend sent Billy a list of requirements like proof of concept, employer payroll, employee identification number, etc. Posing as the company, my friend agreed to work with them if they could prove they were legit and up to date. So, to be clear, OP's friend, while posing as the company, asked Billy to verify that his company was actually legitimate. To do this, OP's friend requested that Billy send over their company's financial verification, which would include verification that all the employees had been paid. So, in order to prove that they were a legitimate company, Billy had to go pay all the back wages to all of his employees. Then, as soon as all the employees got paid, this investment company just ghosted Billy. Within three weeks, I was paid the equivalent of two and a half months of my salary. Which, by the way, was all money that I was owed. My friend then shut everything down and never contacted Billy again. I left the job as soon as I could. My friend, who remained until she got paid, told me that our boss seemed off and a bit down after he announced that big things are coming, but it all seemed to deflate. I never told my friend what was really going on. Alright, OP, let me get this straight. <laughs> In the course of one year, your boss changed the direction of his company, the fundamental thing they did, four times. They spent basically all of their profits on luxury goods rather than reinvesting it back into the company. They underpaid their employees, which is super illegal, and then they got catfished and scammed out of thousands of dollars just because your friend made a snazzy website? Jeez, it's no wonder their business didn't survive. That was our slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow this podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.